Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. If you're anything like Sayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Sayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack, and today our guest is Joey Murray. He is a serial entrepreneur and currently operates over 25 short-term rentals along with several other investment strategies. And he and his partner love to talk about the challenges and motivations that they experience as business owners, helping others pursue financial freedom. And he's the co-founder of Wealth Without Wall Street. And he's also a podcast host himself. So Joey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love being in a place with like-minded people. I mean, we need more of this in the world, don't we? Yep, absolutely. And what better place? I mean, especially in the real estate world, I feel like a lot of people have this open and abundant mindset and they're just so willing to share and wanting to add value to people in their lives. And just, you know, through education, through podcasting and connecting with other people, they've really created such an open community here. No doubt. In fact, you know, Russ Morgan is my business partner. He and I always say that this world of entrepreneurship, real estate, financial freedom, ultimately, none of us have ever arrived, right? We all are on a journey and we can, some of us are farther along than others, but it almost feels like we are beggars trying to show the other beggars where to find the bread. You know what I mean? Like somebody showed us how to find it and now we want to help others. So that's, that's exactly how we think about it. Yes. We are following the breadcrumbs and at the same time, we're dropping breadcrumbs behind us. Exactly. So Joey, can you give us a little bit more of an insight into your background and how you even got started with real estate? So I am, um, our story at Wealth Without Wall Street is exactly kind of like following my personal journey. And it, it comes at the point of, and I don't know if there's many people that listen to your show that can relate, but I was for 11 years, I was in the mortgage business in a corporate, a top fortune 50 company bank, you know, world large bank. And I was kind of climbing that corporate ladder and I was equating financial success to a higher income. And when I finally got to a point where I was kind of like, wow, I'm making over $300,000 a year doing this. I'm in my late 20s and I feel like I should be a lot farther along if that's what success is. Like I, I looked around and I was like, wait a minute, I would have thought this would have felt differently. But what was happening was I was trading more and more of my time to get that $300,000 salary, or it wasn't even salary, it was commission. So I was getting farther away from the people that I love the most, my wife, my kids, I have five daughters. And, wow. and so I was finding myself going on vacations with my phone literally stuck to my hip 
and me telling my wife, Hey, go down to the beach with the girls. I'll be down there. Just, I just have to take this one more phone call. And what inevitably happened was I was on the call for an hour. I come down to the beach and everybody's ready to go back into the condo. And I've missed the time that I worked so hard to create for us to have a vacation. I gave it up because I could never stop the hamster wheel, the the rat race, as Robert Kiyosaki talks about. And what that did for me is it really challenged me to say, something's got to give, like something's not quite right here. And I realized there was actually a conversation with my fourth daughter where we I was driving her to her childcare one time. And it was a rare thing because normally I didn't have time to take her as my wife. And so this time I'm taking her, she's sitting in the back seat in her little car seat and she's got her jacket on and she's looking at me. She says, dad, you going to pick me up from school today? And I was like, uh, no, baby, your mom's going to pick you up. And she said, why are you not going to pick me up? And I was like, well, cause I have to go to work. I got to go. Uh, she said, well, why do you have to go to work? And I said, well, I got to pay for the car. I got to pay for the house, you know, the food that we, eat. you know, this is just such super innocent conversation. And she just says, well, we already have a car. We already have a house. And, and anyways, the, the end of the story is that it was an anchor in my life that said, I had to tell my daughter, I have to go to work. And why did I say that? It's because I didn't have an option, right? So financial freedom is for me, and this is kind of what I've hold on to, is when you have more passive income than you have monthly expenses. Because then if I had that at that time, I could have told my daughter, you know what? I'm going to clear the schedule for the day because I don't have to do any of those things. I've got enough money coming in that I don't have to worry about that. But I didn't have that ability. And so my journey from that point forward was I've got to be creating passive income. And uh, Russ and myself at Wealth Without Wall Street, we created this company out of kind of birth out of that whole process of I went from where I was to where we are now, where we actually re-report our passive income report personally every single month. And as of last month, we were up over $65,000 in passive income from multiple streams, but it was all because we changed the way we think and we started to implement the very same process that we walk people through today. Um, I can only imagine, you know, a lot of people were in the same, very similar types of situation. You know, most people are working their W-2 jobs. They are trading their time for money. And to be on vacation and having your phone there and missing out, you know, the precious moments with your family, with your kids. And then after you finish your work, then you can go out to play. We do what we can at best as parents, what we think is you know, the best financially for our, for our families, for ourselves as we're going through life. But to mess up those at those moments too, it's just an eye-opening kind of situation where it's like, oh, they're only so small for so little time. And we're on this vacation together and I'm unable to fully enjoy it, to be fully present there with them. Yeah. I think that's a really incredible way to kind of put it because, you know, as we're trying to create passive income for ourselves, where our money is going to work harder for us, then we have to work for money. It creates that freedom for us to be able to spend it where we would like to spend it instead of having to miss those times. Well, and it's so easy to miss that, right? It's, it's easy to be blinded 
by the urgent and the important that is going on in your in your W-2 world that you start like, why am I working so hard for this to begin with? It's because of my family. And then I'm literally saying, I don't have time for you. <laughs> I mean, it's so backwards. It's so backwards, but it wasn't until I read a book that Russ actually gave to me. He actually sold it to me, which was really low class of him. He should have <laughs> given it to me, but uh, he sold me this book. And that was the kind of the catalyst for me besides reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I think is everybody's you know foundational book when it comes to this, that man, something had to change and I needed to take control of my finances, not just be a bystander. Like I think the default for uh, whether you're in the W-2 world, the self-employed world, whatever it is, our world continuously markets to you to give up access to your cash and to give it over to some other entity that can, can help grow it for you. And you don't need to be involved. And it's like this brainless kind of put money away and hope that you can retire one day. If you make it to that point. Yeah, exactly. And, and, but to your point, how, how long will it be before our kids will stop wanting to go throw the ball with you in the front yard? Or in my case, my daughters, when, when would they want to, would they still want to play dolls or Barbies or our house or whatever family when they're 30 and I'm 60? That's a total, like that season is gone. And what did I do? I traded that time for money when I could have been stewarding the money that I was given in such a way to create passive income, to give me freedom today. That's what we should be about. So when you made the discovery and this mindset shift now, and your focus was now to create this passive income for yourself so that you're able to create that time freedom later on for yourself and for your family to be able to spend the time where you'd like to choose. What did you do as the next steps to kind of get you started? Well, so a part of our process that we teach now is again, is kind of birthed out of this, what Russ and I did together. So I started to get really clear about where my cash was flowing and it was going into places like 401ks, IRAs, things that I could not touch or, or really control or use in any way, shape or form until I was age 59 and a half. Well, once I got really clear that financial freedom is today, it's a today thing. It's not a 30 years from now thing. Those things no longer made sense for me to put money into. And people would say, well, Joey, that's kind of silly, isn't it? I mean, doesn't your company match your 401k? Isn't that free money? Aren't you leaving money on the table? And my business partner is really famous for saying this. He says, you can't pay me enough to take away my freedom. And if you think about it as if the vehicle requires you to put money away that you cannot touch and use for freedom today, it's really stealing from you and stealing from your financial freedom. So when I started putting money into my control, into things that I could access and then utilize, guess what happened? My brain started to engage and say, I need to now start taking that money and I need to know what to do with it. 
because before, what was I doing? I was just putting money into this 401k and I'd look at the, you know, prospectus at, at the beginning of the year and say, oh, well, this one went up. I'll, I'll allocate money into that fund or whatever. But I had no idea what it was going to do. I had, I had an uneasy feeling that the market was not going to perform. But whenever I had to actually control it and tell the money what to do, now I had to be educated, right? And gratefully, I mean, you've started a podcast, so you understand when you start talking to people across the world who are doing things at a high level, you start learning how people can take money, leverage it into cash flowing assets and different things that you never knew existed. Well, that was my education is continuously meeting with experts in spaces like land flipping and short-term rentals and ATM funds and multifamily syndications, like what you guys uh, have been involved with. And I even now own an RV that I rent to people and have cash flow from it. I mean, your mind just starts going crazy with ideas. But if you'd asked me before, how do you create passive income? I would have been palms up. Like, I have no idea. I mean, maybe you buy real estate. Like that would have been my my only like idea. And, and so now, anyways, so I had to put money into my control. I had to stop putting money into places that I couldn't touch. And I had to then be educated on what sort of things are out there that you can actually create cash flow from. That makes sense. And so once you decided that and you took control back over your financial situation and where you're placing your money, and you realized that real estate was a great venue for your a tool, a vehicle for you to start utilizing, you know, there's many different aspects, like you had mentioned, to, to get involved with real estate. How did you decide what was the best one for you to get started? And, you know, if someone, because also, you know, right now, the education that typical population gets. We don't, we're not educated. We're not exposed to a lot of different opportunities that, you know, you and I are talking about. They're not, everybody understands or knows what syndications are. They, they're they not, they don't know that they can create passive income through other vehicles of, within real estate by doing short-term rentals and other things like that. So as you started building up your education, how did you decide which area to start getting into and where did you start? Yeah. So great question. And I'll say this, I wish I had the tool that we now have because it would have saved me a lot of time and even potentially a lot of headache. But we now use a tool we call the Investor DNA. It's a profile, it's an assessment tool that basically takes your personality and it applies it to financial vehicles. And so then you can say, okay, I am the type of investor that really loves influence and loves to be engaged with people. And I like to, I like to create impact in whatever it is that I'm investing in. Or maybe you're the type of investor that is much more methodical and analytical and you're numbers driven, but you really don't love being in front of people or having to be involved in marketing or anything like that. Like those two are very different in terms of what investment is actually going to be valuable to you and getting you to financial freedom as fast as possible. That's really the goal. Because if you start with the, an investment that has a good return, but it's not a great fit for you personally, it may actually keep you from financial freedom as getting there as fast as possible. And our goal is to, to kind of 
short step that that goal. Get there as fast. I mean, we have people that have engaged in our process when they got really clear on what it is that they're trying to accomplish and who they are as an investor. They're able to, in 18 to 24 months, hit certain goals that they never would have had otherwise. Like, for instance, we had a school teacher who engaged in the process and within 24 months called her school and said, I'm not coming back in the fall because I don't have to. Right. And that was a huge goal for her. She was able to get there in 24 months through land flipping. And uh, another guy, he, he works in a construction company. He was able to bring his wife home from being a nurse full time to raise their children. That was super important to them just by focusing in the 18 to 24 month range. And they were able to bring her home. Like that is the kind of results that we want people to have. In my case, I kind of didn't have that tool <laughs> and I was kind of blindly going around and just following certain things. I, I did some private lending to begin with, which actually was a really good fit for me, but it just wasn't extremely, it wasn't a fast pace, like to get me to financial freedom as quickly as possible. I, we started in the land flipping, which actually is a decent thing for me, except I need to be more hands-off. And then the other part that we got to that has really been exciting to me has been the short-term rental space. And we learned about this on a podcast that we interviewed somebody. And then we had another interview with another person. We took their course and we realized this is exciting. It's an open market. Like a lot of people, I mean, we're in a shared economy anyway. You think about ride sharing and now Airbnb coming along. Those things have really forced the market. And there's tons of opportunity. In fact, the CEO of Airbnb came out, I think it was sometime last year and said, we, in order to meet the current demand, we need millions more hosts out there to meet this. And that tells me that we're just in the first inning, so to speak, of, uh, of this game. And, and so we're trying to continue to grow and develop that and uh, we've gone from zero units about 20 months ago to 25 units and about to actually acquire another property that will be an event venue, short-term rental. So happy to tell you more about that, but that's just kind of the progression that we've had. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us, because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level, and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. So for someone who you know is currently working their W-2, they've listened to this podcast and now the possibilities are in front of them now, they can see that there's a path to gaining that financial freedom, um, time freedom. What are some of the things that they can do now to set them up for success as they venture into other opportunities like real estate? 
So I, I think, again, I'm not really that smart. I just know what has worked for me. And I want to encourage people to kind of follow suit because I think what, the, unfortunately, the problem most people make is they say, okay, I want to do something. And so I want to jump to the investment. Like they want to just say, oh, well, what's working for Joey? Okay, I'll just do that. And let, let's just let's just make this thing happen. And I caution you to say, stop, back up just a little bit, because it'll help you to run faster if you follow this process. And we use the terms GPS because, you know, you put in your destination to GPS, it takes you there. It's kind of like, you know, the no fail way to get to where you're going. And in each step, so the first step is goal. The second step is plan. The third is support. Well, that goal phase is what we created a passport challenge for people to take that will help them get really clear on how to dream again, like how to think about financial freedom today and what sort of who, what kind of person do you need to be? What kind of things do you need to do or stop doing? And what things will you have when you are financially free? We put together a whole course that helps you walk through that process because to be honest, Eileen, I don't know if you resonate with this, but sometimes you get just so stuck in the day-to-day, keeping your head down, getting into the just rhythm of life that you really don't believe that financial freedom is possible today. And it's almost like you have to be reminded that this is something you can do and also be motivated by what the end will be. Like, what will it look like if I didn't have to spend 40 or 50 or 60 hours a week at this W-2 job? And what would I do with that time? It's like, that's that's hard to think about because we've just gotten so used to the day-to-day. Um, but so anyways, we I encourage people to take that challenge. Is it okay if I give that for free? Like, Yeah, people? absolutely. Thank you. That would be wonderful. So it, it's a part of our community. You actually join our community by going to this link. It's uh, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. And you join the community and you get access to this free course. And it's it's really, if you take the time to walk through it, it will help you to get really clear. And then once you do that, it takes you to the Pathfinder course that you can then purchase your assessment of what sort of investor you are. Once you know those two things, in my opinion, it really leapfrogs you to get to financial freedom as fast as possible because now you're a lot more confident because some of us will just invest in something and we're just really not sure. We just know it had a good return and we're like, okay, well, that sounds good. I'll just do it. But we might even second guess it down the road. But if you know where you're headed and that this investment lines up with that and who you are, you're going to be able to get there super quickly. In fact, I'll, I'll share this. In our community yesterday, we have a inner circle kind of group. And one of the guys in there, we were just kind of wrapping up for the year. And, and I was saying, you know, what's your focus for 2022? And he said, I'm firing my boss in 2022. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. Like, thank you for sharing that. Now, how do you know that? Like, help me understand, because just be clear, he met us in 2020, Mm -hmm. heard our podcast, started to engage in our process, and he had never done anything. He had no passive income. So in two years, he's saying, I'm going to be financially free. And 
he had heard about short-term rentals on our podcast. He started engaging in the process. He bought one cabin up in the Gatlinburg area, Pigeon Forge, that sort of area. Now, granted, this was 2020. So right before, as the pandemic is happening and people like crushed the mountain area, like, I mean, the cash flow he's getting on these are just ridiculous. He subsequently bought one at the beach. And I think he's started another one in the Gatlinburg area. I can't remember exactly, but he is so confident that he will be literally firing his boss this year. And it's all because he started this process and he figured out that this is the type of investment for him. And he went from total confusion, no direction to completely confident that he'll be free this year. I mean, 2022, like that, that is amazing to me. And that's why I say, don't start with the investment, start in that process because it'll help you to take action much more quickly. Yeah, no, I think it's really fantastic how you laid it out because I think, you know, we've all been conditioned to think a certain way, to to strive towards a certain goal that society has put out there for us. And so for, as you were talking, you know, and how you mentioned that we first, what you're doing is to help people remember how to dream, how to think of the possibilities out there again. That's something that we've all maybe have forgotten or we think it's outside of our reach. But once we open up that side of things, then we can start taking those directed actions and more strategic ways to get to us to a direct path instead of fumbling around, trying to make our way through everything. Um, and then going through these all these twists and turns, we have a more direct path path to reach our end goal. Yeah. Think about, uh, I hate to make the connection between our process and like your, your maps app on your phone. You know, you ever put in the destination and it gives you like three different routes, mm-hmm. right? There's one that says fastest. There's one that says fewer turns. And then there's one that doesn't have anything on it. It's just, it takes longer, right? So which one do you want to do? You want to take the fastest route to get from point A to point B. And that's, that's what we've designed this process is to help people um, compress time because it's so precious. That's the resource God's given us that is dramatically more valuable than anything else. And we want to give it back to you now instead of, well, one day maybe I can retire and hopefully, and like take that stuff out of your vocabulary, you know, start taking action today. So Joey, how has real estate investing impacted your life? Well, I would say um, real estate in particular, and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of point to the short-term rental space because that's the one we've had the most um, direct experience with. We also flip raw land. And that to me is one of the most profitable things that we do, but it's also a little bit slower because we create notes. um, And we probably don't have time to get into all the details, but it's it's ridiculously cool, the whole process, but it's, it's a little bit slower going. The short-term rentals, um, what we've chosen to do is uh, an arbitrage model where we rent the property from a landlord on a long-term lease. And uh, just like to give you an example, maybe we have a two-bedroom unit that we rent from an apartment complex. 
and in, let's say it's 1250 a month, we can now take that on a master lease and rent it on short-term basis. In a, we have to furnish it, but then we go and uh, rent it on Airbnb, VRBO, things like that. And for two nights, three nights, seven nights, or you know, 30 days at a time, but nothing long-term. And that, that variance, that delta between what we pay the $12.50 a month versus the amount we're able to get at roughly 78% occupancy is about normal for us, is roughly $2,000 more on a two-bedroom. So it, the net-net, it probably ends up being about $800 per bedroom per month. And that's after we pay an operator to run it. So what we've done with that is this business has consistently created twenty dollars to $25,000 a month in passive income for Russ and I. And it was just because we knew that, man, this is the market to leverage the rental arbitrage because values are somewhat inflated. And we'd rather kind of do this on a rental arbitrage now and then turn around and potentially buy some in the future if we see a correction in the market. So anyways, what it's meant for us is very quick results and a a growing need and opportunity that has, um, again, created financial freedom very quickly for us. And what is the one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started? I think uh, somebody recently told me this, and I'm, I don't re- recall who it was, but somebody super wealthy said that this is how the wealthy think. They said, own nothing, control everything. And I think when it comes to real estate, there's this kind of preconceived notion that you have to pay large amounts of down payments, or it takes a ton of money to get into real estate. And so it kind of keeps people from taking action, in my opinion. What I've learned and what we are currently implementing is just like what I just mentioned. I mean, we could we could scale to 25 units without using one bank loan, right? We literally just have a rental agreement with somebody, which is one month's deposit and the furnishings it takes to get that thing up and running. That's the overhead. It's very low entry to get into this deal. The other side of it is I would say, you you think about people that start in real estate that use wholesale contracts. They use none of their own money. They literally find a deal. They turn around and sell it to somebody else and they make the spread. That literally takes no money, but they control the transaction. Even right now, Russ and I are buying a large house that we are going to use as a short-term rental and a kind of an event space that people can use. And what we did is we went and we offered the seller to buy it subject to their mortgage. So literally, we're not even getting a bank loan. We're going to use the financing that's already in place, which by the way, is going to save us like $3,000 a month in, in debt service. So I'm, I'm sharing this to say, you can get into real estate by literally not owning it all, but, or, or having to get bank financing, you can literally find creative ways to get into these deals and, and, and basically build an empire. So that's, that to me is probably the most profound thing about real estate. 
Yeah. And it would be very difficult to find out about all these different opportunities, these creative ways to be able to get into this business without networking, without learning from other people, without having these types of conversations. Um, some of the stuff that you had mentioned, I had never heard of before as well. And so it's just continuously building up and networking and just learning from those people who are you know, doing big things out there, who are successful and learning from what they're doing. Oh yeah. The, the power of networking it cannot be overemphasized. And, and that's the other thing, as I would say, is if you're interested in real estate in any way, shape or form, you've got to be putting yourself in the way of real estate transactions and the way of people who are much more further along than you. So like engaging with your podcast, Eileen, is, is huge. That's like a virtual networking, but also being engaged in your local you know, real estate investor associations, meetups and things like that. You never know when you're going to connect with the right person who's going to open your eyes to something that's possible that you didn't know was even a thing. I mean, or deals that you can be involved with. So yeah, networking is, is tremendous. So Joey, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all about what you've learned and how you've been able to create so many different streams of income for yourself and for your family. And at the same time, sharing this resources and your knowledge with other people. And so if our listeners were interested in learning more about you and what you're doing in the space and wanted to reach out, where's the best place that they can go? Well, I, I want to kind of point back to um, our community because it's our it's our own app. It's the place where we spend most of our time. I mean, we have a Facebook page. We have, you know, these social media type outlets. But to be honest, where you can DM me directly in our app uh, once you join. So I want to encourage you to go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. All of our information is there. You can listen to our podcast there. You can take courses there. You can connect with like-minded people, which by the way, is that, S part of GPS, the support part. And that is surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded on the same path as you. Because if you go to work this afternoon and you are talking to the front, you know, people that you work with about this journey, there is a, an issue that we face and it has to do with, have you ever heard crabs in a barrel, right? Whenever you put a bunch of crabs in a barrel, one of them tries to start to get out of the barrel. Oh, I get what it. What happens? They all start pulling them down. They start pulling it down, right? And that is whether people are trying to do that or not, when they're not on the same journey as you, mm -hmm. they are at the very least putting seeds of doubt that what you're learning is just a scam or what you're learning is not possible, or I don't know, that sounds risky or who, who you, you've heard it all. I'm not, I'm not telling you anything new, but what you have to do is you have to surround yourself with people who have this as a focus for their lives, because they're going to cheer you on and they're going to encourage you and they're going to expose you to things that you didn't know that will help you get there faster. So don't hesitate. We'd love to have you a part of our community and, uh, and continue to grow with us. Yeah. Thank you so much, Joey. And yes, I 
would love to voice that and and repeat what you're saying as well, because the power of community and surrounding yourself with like-minded people who are going to elevate you instead of pulling you back down is where you want to be. You want to be continuously challenging yourself, pushing yourself to get to the next level. And the way you do that is by surrounding yourselves with other people who are more educated in the space, who are going to help elevate you and help pull you up and are celebrating your successes. No doubt. No doubt. And I'm grateful to have been able to be here to share with you and your audience. And again, we're like-minded, so it's an easy conversation, but we're both going to walk out of here with value that we didn't have before. Thank you so much, Joey. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate. We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.